What up, what up? I'm back, another episode. Um, tonight's a little different. Hopefully the audio sounds as good. I'm actually recording this one from my home, not my normal location, how I normally record. Um, I'm also recording this in the evening time, not early morning like I normally do. Um, today is Monday, December 26th, day after Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays to you. Whatever you and your family do celebrate, try to be inclusive. Um, I'll start with, you know, Christmas was great. We hosted Christmas this year with my family and I. Um, it was really nice. You know, we got our family to come over. Our friends came over, was able to join us. We were able to uh, really pull everything together um, as far as cooking, you know, making sure everything was, you know, cleaned up properly, um, gifts for everyone. Um, I can honestly say this is one of the better Christmases in a long time. They're all really good. This one was just like really special, really great. Um, everyone come together, hanging out, really, really enjoying each other's company. Um, it was a great Christmas. Uh, definitely no regrets. Hopefully you all had the same. You guys enjoyed your Christmas. You had a good time. Um, I'm currently recording this episode during Monday night football. Uh, probably won't watch the whole game. Probably watch a few minutes of it, especially while recording. Um, the reason I'll be watching is Justin Herbert is playing tonight against the Colts. I should say the Chargers are playing against the Colts and Justin Herbert in particular. I'm going against in fantasy in my one league. Um, fantasy football, you know, I'm just one of millions who play. Um, we are in, I guess, the conference finals. Next week is the finals. Um, one match is already set. I'll be playing against one guy from one side. Um, and I'm up right now, currently 47 points. Um, I hope I'm not jinxing myself, but I'm going against the number one seed. And uh, it was a shocker, but I honestly believed in myself the whole time. I spoke into existence. So I'm hoping Herbert doesn't have a crazy night. I can go ahead, uh, advance to the championship, and lock this thing on up and win next week. It'll be great because then I can talk more shit like I always like to do. You know, it's funny because I do not enjoy playing fantasy as much as I would think. I really like to talk shit to my friends. <laughs> And, you know, drafting the teams, feeling like you have a good team, all that good stuff. I'll do a fantasy episode at some point in the future. Um, but right now, just kind of get those quick thoughts on it. So wish me luck. Hopefully things work out in my favor. Um, hopefully Herbert, like I said, doesn't have a great night. Hopefully the Colts can do something against him. Um, also having a little nightcap, a little drink while I'm uh, recording. So if you hear me take little sips, that's why. Uh, excuse me. Um... Tonight, I'm definitely going to talk about, you know, uh, talk about the Cowboys and Eagles recap. That was a good game. Um, talk about the White Lotus. That's a show I just finished. Two seasons. Kind of blew through that this weekend. And the Christmas Story Christmas, the Christmas movie. That'll kind of be the only one I'll be talking about. Um, some quick little issues I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Carlos Correa contract. Last time on the Hot Stove Part 2, I reported how he... Uh, was going to the Giants on a 13-year, 350 contract, $350 million contract, um, something with the physical, and it nixed the deal. Um, it completely, uh, they, I guess, voided the contract because of something with the right leg injury. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything prior to that before. And they were saying, uh, you know, that the deal was off. It was something, I don't remember anything like that ever happening before in uh you know baseball history um the physical came through and they just backed away from the deal 
less than 24 hours later, the Mets came with a three, I mean, excuse me, a uh, 12 year, $315 million contract. He was going to the Mets, which was like, oh, fuck. Him and Francisco Lindor with Pete Alonzo and all those other guys, Nemo and everything. That was scary as a Phil's fan. You're like, fuck, he's right in division. So uh, that was scary. <laughs> but now they're saying that the Mets are having the same concerns that the Jets are, the uh, Giants are having with the contract. So those kind of, they're saying are still on the table. Um, it's on hold right now. So we'll keep out an eye for that to see what happens. Um, see what goes on with there. And uh, another thing to recap on was uh, the contract that was, excuse me, the uh, Avatar 2 right now currently is at $900 million um, globally. So still a little bit away, about halfway where it needs to be to break even, I guess. Um, so it seems like the numbers are doing well with the Avatar. Um, just wanted to check in with that one, give you guys updated because I know the last episode I talked about it with the mixing up episode. So hope you guys check that one out. And uh, I'll think I'll yeah. So we'll talk about our next uh, segment now. All right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was probably the game of the year on paper, but not necessarily um, when it played out. And that's the Cowboys and Eagles game. Um, it's the second matchup. It was in Dallas. Uh, Eagles came in with one loss. Cowboys came in with four losses. And it was definitely a big game, uh, not just for standings, but for bragging rights. I know the Eagles in their final four games need to just win one game. And they can lock up home field throughout the uh, playoffs. You know, with this new format of seven teams making it, only the top seed gets uh, a bye in home field. Um, and that's what they had on stake. Cowboys, uh, division is still in play, but they were uh, pretty much locked in at the fifth seed. It's kind of where they're at now. Um, last matchup, they didn't have Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush played. Played a decent game, but um, fell short. Excuse me. Um, this game, you know, the tables have turned a little bit, and Jalen Hurts was out from a shoulder injury. Um, the game against Chicago last week, he was taking a lot of big hits. And uh, one particular hit from number 45, middle linebacker, he really, really laid it to him on a QB keeper. And you can instantly tell that uh, Hurts was injured. Um, so he was out with a shoulder sprain. There's actually reports coming out saying that he may be out next week as well, um, which is kind of troublesome. I think, honestly, uh, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not a fan of the Eagles by no means, but. If Jalen Hurts is playing for the Eagles, I think they will win the Super Bowl. Um, the reason I say that is because I don't necessarily think they're the best team. I think that's either Kansas City or Buffalo, maybe. Um, but I think that the AFC is going to be really hard on whatever team makes it to the Super Bowl from that conference. So they'll be kind of like eliminating themselves to get there. Whereas I feel like with Jalen Hurts, the Eagles have the clear shot and best chance to make it to the NFC, make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC. So they'll just be the healthier team. Now, with Jalen Hurts being out, I think that changes everything. I think that gives, you know, Dallas a chance, obviously, but I also think it may give Minnesota, especially San Fran, a chance to represent the NFC. Um, so that game. They had some, you know, big stakes. You know, Cowboys still, like I said, had a chance to win a division. And it was a great game. Uh, 40 to 34 was the final score. 
Um, started out, Eagles scored first on a field goal. Um, they got the ball first. And then with Cowboys' first possession, man, Dak Prescott, Dak fucking Prescott, his uh, first pass <laughs> was a fucking pick six to Montez Sweat. And it was like a line drive, no arc on the ball, just right to him. And he ran back maybe 30, 40 yards for a pick six. And it was so frustrating to see. Um, it was definitely something that uh, watching it at the time, it's just it's just one of those things, man. Like Dak's really good, but he turns the ball over way too much. It reminds me of watching Romo when Romo played because he'll throw the costly interception or just an unnecessarily stupid interception. Um, Dak's getting paid, you know, like a top five, top three quarterback. But, like, he still makes plays that's just like, come on, you should be better than that. You know, throughout the game, he was making, you know, a lot of good reads. I think in zone coverage, they said he was 15 for 15. Like, he completely diced the Eagles up. Um, and I think they were, uh, you know, really good as a team all year in zone coverage, but he just did something really special in zone coverage. But it was like that first interception just wasn't thinking. Like, this was a stupid play, especially for a guy that's been in the league six, seven years now. Um, so it was frustrating to watch. Definitely kept me on my toes. Um, the Eagles kind of led most of the game. Um, Cowboys, you know, there was either tied or behind. So that was kind of annoying to watch. You know, it, it definitely had me stressed out watching it. Um, even down to the last, you know, it came down to the last possession because Dak made costly bonehead errors, you know, things that you wouldn't think a, a veteran quarterback would do. Um, for the two-minute warning, he ran out of bounds when it was 201 left, so it stopped the clock, gave Eagles time right there. They had to burn a clock, uh, burn a timeout. And he took a sack within the two minutes where he shouldn't have took it. He should have just got the ball away. Um, I think Dak, as a quarterback, needs to run more. He, he's, standing in there, he's standing in there, excuse me, just to throw the ball. It reminds me of when McNabb early on his quarter his career with the Eagles when he was trying to prove that he was a passer, not just a runner and a passer. And I think it altered his game in a way that probably set him back some. And I think Dak, when he first came, he reminded me of McNabb a lot. Middle of the career, not necessarily, but now it definitely reminds me of him where he doesn't move as much, he doesn't run as much. Um, seems like he's gained a little weight. And I don't know if that's kind of the reason. I know a few years ago he had to roll back compound compound fracture on the right ankle, broke his ankle. Maybe he hasn't to take off, but I think his game would do a lot better if he ran more. Um, but it's one of those things, like, we got the win, um, so we're, you know, one game closer. But we're still locked into the fifth seed. We'll see how it plays out this upcoming week. I know the Eagles have the Saints, and the Cowboys have Tennessee, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So winnable games and losable games, so we'll see. Um, like I said, both both teams have clinched playoff berths, um, so they're in no matter what. It's just the division is still up for grabs, and actually that number one seed is up for grabs still as well. So I'll definitely be keeping that up to date. Check back in next week, let you guys know how this is uh, playing out. And, uh, yeah, you know, around the league, I guess I'll probably do a little bit later on, you know, maybe this week, maybe Thursday or something. I'll probably give you guys a little smaller uh, episode just to recap for the rest of the uh, – games throughout the week but that was just a big one where I really wanted to talk about um felt good to be watch that game see the Cowboys win be able to talk shit to my family and friends um drop some memes and jokes and stuff so it was nice you know <laughs> kind of you know it was a holiday gift for myself um next thing I wanted to talk about was uh the show White Lotus I'm not sure how many people out there are watching it I started watching it uh I've heard about it a lot different podcasts um, my one friend from the Sammy Ride podcast, I definitely recommend you guys checking that out. 
talks about it a lot. Um, it was it was a show, so I was like, you know what, it's HBO Max. I like a lot of their stuff. Um, I'm not sure about it, you know, I'm not sure about who created the show. So it was like, let me just check it out. And it's a slow show. It's a little dry with some awkwardly funny moments. Um, the premise of the show is it always takes place on a resort and it always deals with some kind of murder. I'm not going to give away any kind of details, just, you know, kind of keeping it vague, but keeping it broad. But it's, it's, it's written really well. Um, it definitely keeps your attention the whole time, even though it's a slow show. Nice, slow build. They always start out with some kind of murder or death. And then they'll go back a week and they'll let you know what led up to that point. And it's really good. Um, I watched it. My wife watched a couple episodes with me. It definitely gets you talking if you're watching it with someone. Um, it holds your interest. It's not bad. You know, the cast, not too many big faces. Um, season one, I think the only big face was Jennifer Coolidge, her character. Um, there was also her husband. I can't think of his name, but he was not recognized him from a couple other shows. Uh, he was a known face. Season two brought Aubrey Plaza from Community on there. On there. It was good. You know, it was really worth the watch. I recommend it. I think is one of those things that HBO has a really good way of pacing shows, but also um, finding, you know, content that's interesting to people and different kind of, a different kind of content. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to always be, you know, big, big, big budget like Game of Thrones or, you know, drug related like The Corner of the Wire or even Sopranos. Um, that's another thing. Christopher from Sopranos is on season two. Um, I just finished season two, so I'll definitely want to look up for season three. Um, it generally, the show always kind of takes place talking about three different families, I guess you would say three different storylines, which is a, uh, I guess a formula for shows. You want to kind of have multiple storylines to keep the audience, uh, keep the audience engaged. <sighs> Man, neat. Um, so it was good. I recommend it. Definitely think it's interesting, something to watch. The next show I'll probably be watching with my wife will be, uh, Yellowstone. Um, still got to watch a couple movies with her. I know I'm going to watch the Black Black Adam movie. They just announced that The Rock will not be returning for that. I got to finish Peacemaker. And <laughs> even uh, The Walking Dead, which is insane to me, has some kind of uh, spinoff coming up with Negan and Maggie's character, which I think is fucking ridiculous. I don't know how they would put those two characters together, considering, you know, the circumstances. But yeah, I'll be doing an episode about that as well. Um, last thing I was interested in talking about a little bit was, uh, the Christmas story, Christmas, the follow-up to the Christmas story. That is another one on HBO max. Just said how I like their content. Um, that movie was good. I was, I really enjoyed it. I want to say Friday night. I watched it with my wife and my son. Um, I, the Christmas story was like one of those movies that was like always on growing up. I feel like everyone's seen it at least once. I've probably seen it like 10 times probably watched it only once or twice though um you know it was always on tbs or tnt it wasn't a bad movie but it just became some routine around the holiday time from thanksgiving to christmas i feel like they play that you know on tnt or tbs you know a thousand times like it's just non-stop um so the christmas story christmas initially i wasn't interested in watching it a friend of mine told me it was actually good to watch so it was cool um he told me a little bit about it it takes place about 20 to 30 years after the uh christmas story it's about you know the christmas story is like the 40s or 50s this is like the 60s or 70s maybe um it was really good like i enjoyed it a lot it was funny it was cute it was cool it had all the elements some callbacks to the first movie 
Um, you know, like the lamp scene, that was a big thing. They wanted to go take the kids to see Christmas, see Santa Claus. Um, the father passed away, I believe in real life. So he wasn't able to be there, but they was able to implement scenes with him to make his presence felt. Um, the mom was funny, you know, even, uh, Ralphie was, uh, pretty funny and watching him as an adult. That was something I wasn't expecting that I thought I would like as much. But the story was cool. It had characters return uh, from when they were kids. It was cool to see because you see them as, you know, the kids from the first movie, but then the second one, you see how they grew up. So it was like, oh, wow, this is really, uh, this is them. They brought the, all the, the original cast back, and it was good to see. I will highly recommend that. Um, Mummy Christmas movies, My uh, me and my son, my youngest son, we watch... Uh, Home Alone 2 every year, um, I think is probably our both both of our favorite movies, a Christmas movie. My wife and my youngest daughter, they watch a lot of the love stories. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not a big love story guy. I feel like they're all the same. They're not bad movies, but it's like you're just so routine and running the mill. It's kind of like, all right, this is boring. It's not nothing original. Um, that's why I thought the Christmas story was kind of good. Um, I'm normally interested in something that's more than just a basic love story. Uh, it is not saying I'm opposed to it, but sometimes it kind of gets old. So the Christmas story, Christmas, I really recommend. Um, yeah, that was it. This episode, I kind of was, you know, I wanted to get something out there for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys will definitely uh, give me some feedback. I'll definitely come sometime this week, maybe Thursday. I'll put out a smaller little podcast. Recap some of the Christmas basketball games. You know, Christmas on basketball is always a big deal. I'll recap some of those games. And I'll also talk about football um, a little bit more, not just the Cowboys and Eagles. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and you'll give me some feedback. And I'll talk to you guys next time, all right?